Say your name and what you do. Chris Velosky, and I own a business. <laughs> Hi, my name is Marissa Kelly, and I also own a business. This is the Business AF Podcast, where it's all business most of the time. Hello, everyone on LinkedIn and YouTube. We are multi-streaming. Thank you to StreamYard for providing the service. I'm Marissa. This is Chris. We're back with Business AF. And today's guest, we have Charles Sutton from Impaxis. Did I say that right? You said it right. Awesome. Impaxis. That is Impaxis. correct. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, we were chatting a little bit before about business. Uh, Charles and I have mm-hmm. met at a cohort. I don't know what you, you know, an eight week program that was kind of to help business owners. Uh, we met earlier this year or was it last year? I don't remember. Things go so quickly. Uh, it was just this past summer. It was, just, yeah, the community initiative. Yeah. Oh. What, what, which uh, cohort? It was uh, through the downtown partnership. So it was mm-hmm. a freelancer to founder, right? Yes. Yes. Freelancer to founder. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so both my wife and I were attended that, and that's where we met Marissa. Yes. Okay, cool. Awesome. So thank you for joining us. Uh, today we are talking about your business um, and about how that pro- how processes are kind of involved in uh, or have evolved to help business owners. Uh, but why don't you give a little bit of background on your business and, you know, how long you've been doing it and all that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so Impaxis uh, is an analytics consultancy here in San Diego. Uh, and and uh, right now it's it's a startup and it's uh, 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 me and my team working with SMB leaders in the tech and service space. Uh, and really we're trying to help them tackle their growth goals, leveraging data and research. So, uh, you know, we come in and, and we talk with the SMB business leaders and understand their pain points and then try to build them the data tools to help them understand their business, measure performance, and then put plans into place to improve that performance. But all of this kind of uh, uh, revolves around data. And so I'm really trying to come in and get to know them and their business questions and then understand the data sources that they can access to answer those business questions or identify data sources that could help supplement their view to the business to give them a comprehensive view. So. Uh, many of the times it's a company size of about 10 to 50 employees. Uh, they're just starting with some data collection. Uh, you know, I've worked with plenty of uh, programs and apps, MailChimp, Constant Contact, Facebook, Google Analytics. I mean, the list goes on of where you can collect data, start mm-hmm. measuring performance, and then uh, using that data to make better business decisions. For marketing purposes, mainly? Uh, my client base uh, is pretty diverse right now. Some of my clients are definitely marketing, digital marketing, and uh, what uh, three of my main clients right now. What I'm really helping them do is, um, you know, blend their data sources and then build a dashboard report to help them understand. You know, are they getting the customer volume? Are they converting customers? Are they converting the right customers? And then in the end, maximizing the value of their, you know, their their kind of a customer life cycle uh, mm-hmm. funnel. So that's, it's building them reports, but it's been for marketing. I do it for operations. A lot of the times it's for decision makers, 
of these SMBs, right? So mid-sized businesses that have like a CEO, a CAO, somebody leading the business, a president, a founder, an owner, and really wants to start, you know, developing KPIs and using data to help them understand, you know, how is their business performing? And are there any ways the data can help them see opportunities to improve the business going forward? So what type of, uh, like, if, because uh, <clears throat> I come from large corporate companies, so we always had KPIs, right? Um, right. So, um, but for those that are maybe, uh, haven't worked with uh, an environment that have that has something like that, how, how do you uh, gather data like that? So, like, what, what specifics are you looking at? Because you said things like MailChimp, Google Analytics, but those are targeting different things as well. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I think this gets us to the conversation of process, uh, uh, which right is a segue into kind of today's uh, um, um, uh, show. And so what I really try to do is I go in and I take do a six step process. Uh, it kind of follows the design thinking process. Uh, if you know, don't, you're, are you too familiar with design thinking? Do you think your audience is familiar with design thinking? You, maybe. Uh, I mean, not, could be not anyone, really. Okay, yeah. right. A quick overview of design thinking for your audience members that don't know about it is it's kind of understanding, uh, it's empathizing with the product uh, request, right? Somebody own, wanting to build something, wanting to address a problem. So you empathize, you really understand those people, and then you kind of figure out, well, well, what is realistic? So you brainstorm together with them saying, what do you got? What do you want to do? What are the questions you want to answer? Then you build out some prototypes, something that they can put their hands on and test and really feel whether it's something they like. Then you can expand that out to a larger group to get user acceptance stepped in, having everybody kind of like the tool or use the tool, and then you deploy it for people to use. So it's kind of a six-step process for any sort of tech company to use. That's what Apple used to build the iPod and plenty of successful tech products out there. Well, I've taken that same kind of uh, uh, format framework and brought that into report development or business intelligence. And so uh, to your question is, is, is you know, what, what resources should I use? It all really depends on the client and their business questions. So the first step is what are the business questions? What are the pain points that you want to address? Now for a growing business, a lot of the time that is customer volume, client volume, visitor volume. And so a lot of that marketing stuff comes into play in the very beginning. And so that's where like it depends on uh, uh, like I'm, I'm working with a, a, um, a, um, a digital marketing company right now. And, you know, their their data is very much about how well they've optimized their website. So SEO clicks right volume and, and, and bringing people search towards the website. So it's taking a look at those Google Analytics data and helping them maybe blend that with some of their operation or sales data, right? To bring in a comprehensive view of not only how well are you um, uh, uh, guiding people towards the website, but once they get to the website, how good are you at converting? Maybe using Salesforce or some sort of CRM data source to help you understand how well people are converting. And then you might bring in some of that transactional data to find out, okay, well, the people that you attracted, that you converted, how much are they spending in their market basket? And then you take a look at that entire kind of data pipeline and understand how to optimize it. So to your question, which data sources would you possibly use depending on the client? It's, to your point, very client dependent. What are their needs? 
What are the business questions they want to answer? How do they look at their visitors? How do they look at customers? Uh, how do they find them? Where do they capture that information? Where do they store that? So I try to be very source uh, agnostic. It's funny because Marissa and I were just talking about right, really focusing on one thing and doing that platform well. Well, in my world, it, it's difficult to focus on one thing and do one platform well because I'm really focused on customer metrics, customer engagement, and the customer, you follow them through all the point in which they're a visitor that they know nothing about your company. You attract them, you convert them, and then you have them spend money with you. Well, that data source is not in one system. So I have to kind of open up all the systems available to me to give a comprehensive data story about customer performance uh, and growth. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I use tools like, uh, for example, like Mixpanel, like for websites to figure out, you know, where things have been converted, you know, do we need certain CTAs here or like how many people are actually staying on this website and then leaving for what period of time, which pages are they visiting or not visiting sections and also something called Hotjar. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but it actually shows you hotspots on the screens mm-hmm. on people's websites and products. So you can see where people are actually scrolling to or scrolling to, clicking, how long are they being on that page? So showing all these hotspot analytics mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. It's, it's a really good tool. Because I'm a UI UX designer, so like these are mm-hmm. also tools that I have to uh, be familiar with, you know, because for, for myself, I have to, if a business or, or if a client comes up to me, they're building a website that is for, uh, like right now I have a, a client that's building a, a, like a game for children right now on the mm-hmm. web. Uh, so what they're really trying to do is really, I mean, because they're targeting, they're tar- targeting kids from two to six years old, mm-hmm. two to six years. But what they really need to target are the parents and the teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not really the children, you know, because, you know, the parents are the ones buying the right. product. Um, so, uh, right. you know, still trying to maintain that balance between child vision, still trying right. to get the adults to be interactive with the site as well. Right. I- I have a question for you guys because you sure. you guys kind of <clears throat> lost me <laughs> like a lot of things. Yeah, um, come on, we we straight went techie. Let's go ahead and bring it down. Straight to tech, like I'm a nerd when it comes to this, but yeah. I think my question simple. is like you know I think a lot of people are scared of data and and you know that's the data doesn't lie, right? But I think you know you mentioned something about you know the customer journey and really bringing all of the the data together because they are in different places. Like we talked about like MailChimp, Eventbrite, Google, Facebook, all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you know when someone needs what you can provide? Because I feel like a lot of us need it, but I mean, are they, can you kind of describe like that process in terms of like, working with someone like how do you know that they're ideal for this have they already embraced data they just don't know how to do it or how to build something for them? yeah um so i i evaluate i, I come and I, I i just talk to people i know data is very complex it can be dirty it's confusing um i do know that there's people you know there's not a lot of trust in it uh, especially mm-hmm. with today with privacy concerns and mm-hmm. uh, you know robots and 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 just data collection and where we're getting it IOT and bringing all this information in um, mm-hmm. so uh, you know there's always data available and so what I try to do is I go to networking events or I'm on LinkedIn um, pages 
right? Uh, LinkedIn groups, uh, usually for mid-sized businesses. And I just, I actually offer a free consultation of, hey, let's just have a conversation about data. Uh, you must have some goals. You must have some targets. If the first thing we say is, hey, you have goals and targets and say, no, I don't have goals and targets, then right there, I have an opportunity to say that, okay, well, let's talk about your goals and targets, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, how, how many customers do you need to bring in or how many visitors do you need to bring into your site in order to reach, right, a, a certain monetary goal? Do you want to have some sort of amount of money by the end of the year, by next year, growth, and really start just talking about, right, getting in their mind, hey, you should be thinking about targets and goals. Right. And then they're like, oh, wow, you know, really, I haven't. Now, let's say they've got targets and goals in place. Okay, well, yes, we do have some growth goals and we do have some uh, value, maximize value goals for the year. And then I asked them, well, how are you doing? Oh, well, we think, you know, based on some data that's stored over here in Constant Contact and some stuff on Facebook, and we got some Eventbrite data, you know, I think we're growing in some way. And I'm all, how confident are you in that? Well, you know, it's all kind of disparate. It's called, well, what if I could come in and create you a dashboard that gets you a comprehensive view to your business? Right. I'll evaluate your data environment. I'll evaluate your business goals. And for free, I'll let you know, hey, in order to get the information you need, these are the data sources you need in order to get that information quickly and easy to understand. Here's the data visualization tools you should put into place. We start off small, get you adopting analytics, get you integrating into your daily business decision making. And at some point, we want to expand your analytics capabilities. Then we start talking about bigger tools. Uh, data visualization tools, things you've probably heard of like Tableau, Power BI, to blend data sources, maybe use Amazon Web Services to get that all into a better spot. So the answer to your question is, is it starts off with a conversation. Uh, two people talking about data, what are your business goals and how do you use data to get there? And then it really starts to unravel as people think about what am I maximizing the data I need to grow performance. They start thinking, have these aha moments. So it's like, oh, well, I collect data here and I do emails uh, and I do Salesforce or I collect people right in Zoho, uh, uh, collect that information and I can start blending it. Uh, once I get that little bug in their ear of, are you using analytics to think about the growth of your business? It starts to kind of make them think, do I have the right analytics infrastructure to do what I want to do. And that's where the conversation starts. And then from there, I've got a network of people. Like uh, for me, I'll come in and maybe do a, build a quick dashboard, even in simple tools like Excel, just to kind of whet the appetite of my prospects to see, right. hey, yeah, I could use more analytics to make better decision makings. And then I try to graduate them, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, say, hey, well, you could do this and you could do this. Yeah. Start looking at ROI and to start looking at improvements in customer conversion. Once they see those improvements in their business, they're hooked on analytics. And hopefully from there, I became their trusted data advisor moving forward to guide yeah. them along their analytics journey. Yeah, that's that's that sounds a lot like, you know, us small business owners where we kind of have to educate them first. Mm -hmm. Kill them a little bit, give them a little taste of what we can do and then graduate them. I mean, I, I know it happens for me in marketing um you mentioned um something about you know telling them about data and showing them do you ever have some or asking them about data and mm -hmm. analytics and how they use it in their business um the my question regarding that is have you ever converted someone who didn't like data to love data 
<laughs> I, that's tougher. Um, yeah. My uh, ideal customer profile is someone who has an idea that analytics can help. They just don't know how to get there. They need a guide to empower them to use analytics to help grow their business. Mm -hmm. um, I think data, the word data and uh, uh, KPIs, these are all well known to uh, business owners, uh, but sometimes they don't take a focus on that, right? Of, yeah. of, hey, I need to be measuring and I need to be understanding performance. Mm -hmm. uh, the way I align, I, the way I parallel it to is I'm pretty much a, 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 a coach, a, 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 a personal trainer but for your business, right? If, right. if you're going to lose weight and you're going to, if you want to lose weight and get in shape, then you usually get a personal trainer. You ask them, Hey, what kind of regimen should I be on? What do I need to eat? What do I need to drink? What kind of workouts do I need to do? Uh, right. What goals should I have? It's not just about weight, but sometimes it's about BMI. Uh, right. And so it's different goals to get to where you need to go to. And so, most people know that they need to have some business goals. They may not have spent the time to get there. So to your point, Marissa, is, is maybe somebody's teetering with it. Uh, should I do analytics or should I not? But I take it, I take it a conversation away from data. I, I try to really not talk about data until data is necessary. I have a conversation about, do you want to be smart enough to grow your business? Right. Do you want to know how well you're converting people? Do you want to know how uh, uh, optimized your uh, uh, sales funnel is, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, you do want to know that? Well, then did you know data is a trusted approach to collect that stuff and give you empirical evidence or proof that what you're doing in your business is actually improving? You can say that I used to get 100 visitors per month. I made this process change. I'm now getting 250 visitors a month. I'm going to keep that process or you do a process change and you go from a hundred visitors a month down to 50. Ooh, that one may not have worked, but if you weren't measuring it with data and seeing right. kind of a pre and post evaluation, you wouldn't know if you need to make better business decisions. So right. it's really a conversation. Don't start with data, start with how can you add value to their business? And then I add value to that business. I help them optimize their sales pipeline. I help them optimize their customer value by using data and research to get them to that point of improved performance. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's most how most business conversations should start, not like what you do, but how, like what value you can provide. So, um, you know, you talked also about, um, I mean, we're talking about data and, and I kind of want to dive into that because sure. around this time is when people start getting like year end reports Google released their um, trends for consumer insights a couple days ago. And what are you, um, are you utilizing anything that's like in these reports for how you market your business or, you know, do you just, are you just fully embedded into like client work this, this time? Like what, what are you looking at? How are you looking at the trends right now with data? Yeah, uh, well, you know, uh, kind of being a, a, um, a, a smaller team over here, of uh, it, there's not a lot of resources to to like not do client work and analytics for my own business. Uh, but one thing I did right out of the box because I knew I had to know from day one is I built my website, uh, impaxis.com, and then I connected Google Analytics to it immediately. Uh, and now I can, since day one, 
uh, I've been tracking Google Analytics data to help me understand, like when I go to a networking event, what kind of people are coming to my site? What kind of segments are visiting my site? Uh, uh, what What's the amount of time that the type of people segmentation data is where I really my my bread and butter is is being able to see customer segments, seeing what customer segments are performing best, and then taking that data as a feedback loop and integrating it back into my marketing efforts to say, hey, based on the sort of people that are interested in my services by what I'm seeing in Google Analytics, what are the types of LinkedIn groups I should start reaching out with and interacting with? Who are the people on Twitter that I should be connecting with? Maybe what are some of the groups that I should be making networks and connections with? and then another thing I think you know is that uh, you know I do a lot of data visualization uh, to promote my business uh, on LinkedIn, just to show people what kind of things I could build. Well, I use that data to determine well what kind of tools should I build and promote out on LinkedIn. If it's a bunch of marketing people that are visiting my website, then I'll go and build some example marketing dashboards for LinkedIn, so I can then share that on my. LinkedIn profile, and I can also share that on my um, on on my website to get the right target customers and helping me understand that. Um, but then also my clients, some of the clients that I work with, I'm doing, um, you know, I'm helping them build out those same sort of things, you know, right. helping them understand, well, what are some of the data sources we could use to supplement your, your insights? Uh, you know, what are you know, one of the one of the clients I work with is uh, uh, marijuana industry, and uh, they're uh, they're wanting to know, you know, what are some of the trends within their market. I might use Google Trends to help me understand what are some of the keywords that are really popular and bring that information to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I really just use whatever data is possible. I try to I try again to focus on the business question and then go mm-hmm. find whatever data it will take, whether it's primary data, secondary data, whether it's free on site or something I need to go purchase. Um, you know, so I really try to educate uh, you know, the, my prospects on, don't go out and just get a bunch of data and throw it together and hopefully something magically will appear. What you need to do is go out and think about what are the most pressing questions, what is the highest priority things that you need to focus on, and then we'll find some sort of data source to help you get there. Maybe paid, maybe free. But what's more important is that you set a pathway for what is it that you want to solve in 2020 and then supplement your decision making with data. Because while data, you said earlier, hey, data, data is pretty trustworthy. It's, you know, it's, it's accurate. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, sometimes it is. And it also determines on the interpretation and how people kind of leverage data and use mm-hmm. data. So data should be a supplemental <clears throat> tool to your decision making. It should not be the only tool you make for this engine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, and you keep, uh, that's good to know. And then also, like, I wanted to ask because uh, you said you really try to understand the question, right? What's the question of the business? Well, what if the business is not asking the right question? How do you help them find that? So that's my, that's my, as a, as a, a consultant, as an analytics consultant, it's a lot of the time my role to tease that sort of information out of them. So I do have 15 years experience within the business world. I did work in corporate before this, worked for Petco, worked for uh, um, uh, Intuit, have worked with Redbox. So some of the big names uh, in the space. 
uh, you know, out there making money. But then I've also worked with some small and medium-sized businesses here in San Diego, a couple of startups here in San Diego, mm -hmm. big-sized businesses. And I also have a, a background on MBA, so a master's in business administration. So I actually know quite a bit about business. So if they get stuck and they start like being like, well, I don't know the business questions, I always take it back to customers and value. Let's bring it back to simplicity. What is your customer value chain? What is it they come to you for? What is it they're looking to buy? And how much of that are they looking to buy? And so that brings that back to, you know, hey, are you, are you getting the volume of visitors that you want, right? You have to have a, you have to fill your funnel up at the top. And then I start having conversations around that. Like I bring multiple people within the, in the room to talk about it. I bring some marketing, some operations, some IT, different perspectives on the business. So they can all be bouncing ideas off of, well, what should we be measuring? What should we be looking at? But for me, it's always starts with growth, conversion, and value. They can't answer, can you see volume? Is it improving? Is it improving versus your goals and your targets? Well, then those are the business questions we need to be asking. Stay focused on your customers because they're the ones that bring you, they're the ones that buy the products and they're the ones that will return if you treat them well. So again, it's just like, hey, focus on the customer, focus on the value chain that your business offers. What is it that your product is, is supposed to you know, alleviate? And then why would people buy your product and put data around that data story that will definitely get clients started on the right conversation. And from there, ideas seem to populate around that core discussion about customers, conversion, and value. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay, awesome. <laughs> My turn. Um, sure. <laughs> so you, you know, you've been in business for some time and, and your wife is also your co-founder. Correct. Yes, yes, yes. She's my technical her. project manager. She's she's normally sitting right over there. Uh, but she, <laughs> she gave me the office today so we could have awesome. a productive conversation. Awesome. Well, tell her hi when uh, you see her or if she's watching. Hi, Angela. We'll <laughs> um, yeah. So I want uh, I you know you you've come a long way I guess being an entrepreneur and building up your business, learning from it. Um, and you're confident in that. So what advice do you have for someone who may be looking to start their own business in 2020? I mean, what what one piece of advice can you give um, for someone who might be wanting to make that leap? Yeah, um, you know, the foundational belief that I have to start my business is being confident in yourself first. Mm -hmm. um, confident in your skills, your abilities. Uh, you know, I worked for the corporate environment for 15 years and it was very scary to kind of step out and say, you know what, I think I can get my own client base. I can, you know, do analytics and offer it to the customers that I was focused on. I really wanted to give back to my community too. So um, I found that working with mid-sized businesses in the local region allowed me to do what I wanted to do. Um, but it was scared to say that, hey, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna live off of what I find, right? The, the money that I make is based on the clients that I can bring in, and it's pretty scary to start with nothing, to start right. with zero. But I was very confident that what uh, the value I've worked with a lot of mid-sized businesses, I've made recommendations on how to improve the business, I've pulled data and used that, leveraged that to make uh, smart business decisions. 
Um, and then from there, I feel that if I help local businesses grow, then I grow along with them, right? I bring money in as they grow and they make money, then they retain me to bring me on. But that first leap to say that, look, I don't need someone else to provide me a paycheck. I can go out there and do it myself. And this is how I'm going to do it and stay confident that you know what you're doing, that there is a market and a niche out there that needs your services and you are going to be able to go out there and find them. Um, it's going to be a small, uh, a small set of people. Uh, when you run your own business, you know, you have to get out and you have to network, you have to make connections, you have to be visible. You're running your own business. Right. And so you're not just doing the I'm not just doing the analytics piece. I'm also doing the sales piece, the customer service piece. And so everything about my business, I have to be very confident that I can find those people. I can uh, uh, convince them my services bring value and then I convert convert them into a customer. But if I'm not confident in what I do right out the bat, my prospects are going to be able to feel that I may not know what I'm talking about or they may not be able to trust me. You got to come out confident saying, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help your business. You can trust me, right? right? I know what I'm doing and here's what I'm going to do for you. And just keep being confident because sometimes the phone doesn't ring and you start questioning whether you, whether you can actually get clients and whether you can fill your pipeline to fuel your business. That's where you really go back to your confidence. Be like, no, nah, it's good. It's a couple of slow days. I got this. Yeah. A couple of days from now, I'm going to another networking event. I'm going to shine like a superstar. Yeah. I'm going to show people that I can add value to their business. Mm -hmm. If you go in and you have a couple of days and you're like, man, I can't get clients. You're going to go to that net ne next networking event being a wallflower, not projecting your best self and being confused about the value that you offer. If right. you're confused about the value that you offer, you're not confident in that. How is anybody else going to believe in right. you and the value that you can provide? So confidence is the answer. Yes, mm -hmm. I definitely agree. Um, so, you know, you're you're going to networking events and we're kind of in like a lull time for those or or there's a tons of holiday parties, right? Um, so you, many. <laughs> do you have, um, I mean, you know, we talked about process too. I wanna get back just a little to this point. Um, how important is your business process uh, when you go to these networking events, like, do you have a process in place? Like, I'm going to meet them. They're going to go get an email or they're going to go to my website. Like, do you have a process for that? Or is it more just free? You know, like, I don't really know what, what I'm going to do when I go to this event. So I've been running my business for about two years. And when I first did it, it's a very willy nilly, just kind of like, Hey, I'm just going to go and, and talk with people and, pass out a card. And yeah. what I found is that wasn't the most productive. I might pass out four or five cards in a meeting and I didn't talk to the right people, people. Uh, and it's, it's, you know, I go to these networking mm -hmm. events to build a, a relationship with people and, and, mm -hmm. and I want to meet people and I want to talk with people, people outside of my, uh, uh, you know, industry and within my industry, outside mm -hmm. my prospects and within my prospects. But if I go to a networking event and I only talk to five people that could never even possibly be a prospect, <laughs> to me, that's a wasted hour. Bless you. Yeah. Um, right. I, my time is I am very limited on time. And so when I choose my networking events today, I'm very um, uh, uh, targeted on what I go to. Uh, if we go back to that Google Analytics discussion right on how I use Google Analytics to understand ideal customer profiles from my website. 
that really helped me refine like what kind of networking events should I go to? Uh, there's so many networking events, Marissa and Chris, right. is that you can get oversaturated going to all of these things and getting no results for your business. Right. So it's a balance of results and uh, making connections. So now what I do is I kind of set a number of hands I'm going to shake, cards I'm going to pass out. And uh, I'm always refining my value proposition because even at year two, I could still stumble at times in terms of what it is that I offer and who my ideal clients are. So now before I go to any of these networking events, first I say, hey, does that networking event have the type of people that I want to meet? Yes. If they have the type of people I want to meet, what are my goals and targets for making connections? Uh, so, right, I want to, if let's say there's 50 people, I want to at least get my card out to 20% of that group, right? So that means not staying with one person for very long. It's kind of like speed dating and going around the circle, right? And saying, hi, how's it going? What's your pain point? I really want to know about you, but I only have 30 seconds to hear about it. So let's get to it. Let's talk. Um, and a big pitch I always offer is, hey, I would love to do coffee, happy hour, or lunch with anybody at any time. So it might be a quick roundabout when I go to that network, but I'm also very open to say, look, this is a quick meeting. We're only here for an hour, but I'd love to learn more about you and your business pain points to see how my business can help. So now I'm very targeted on the networking events I go to, the people I want to interact with, the message that I give them. Uh, and then uh, following up afterwards. I don't pass out a business card without getting a business card. And I also make sure that I follow up with them. Follow up is such a key part in developing a relationship when it comes to networking. Because when you go to these networking events, people are like, oh, you're just here to pass out a business card and get a business card. You're not looking to get to know me. And so it's hard to convert people in that way. So the follow up really helps give you that second point of contact. For them to kind of get there, right, to to uh, uh, drive the recall of who you are and what are the services that you deliver. So it's pick the right networking event, pick the right people, uh, get a lot of cards out and do it efficiently and then follow up with anybody that you've made contact with at that prior event. Wash, rinse, repeat has become uh, the approach and it seems to be working much better this these days than it did uh, about a year ago. Yeah, yeah, and I, I definitely agree about the follow-up. Uh, someone you know follows up with me and mentions something i've talked about in a conversation or whatever to me I, it shows that they were listening whether or not we'll actually work together if they become a potential client it really does help build that relationship and show that they're they're you know present with you and not just trying to get your business card so exactly um, yeah so i think we're good for on the business stuff but um uh, you want to ask this random question? Oh, we do okay. every every show. We we ask a random question at the end of the show, mm -hmm. um, and yeah. Chris will take it. This time. So, uh, what's your favorite holiday tradition? Uh, going and looking at Christmas lights, definitely. Um, I'm kind of a big Christmas lights nerd, uh, and now I have a four year old, and he is just getting totally pumped about Christmas, and so yeah. that's pumping me up even more. Um, but even when I was growing up in Chicago, I remember my mom, she used to take me around for Christmas and we'd look at the Christmas lights and it always is very nostalgic uh, mm -hmm. for me during the holidays to go around and look at Christmas lights and our house too. I'm always, it has plenty of Christmas lights on it, uh, yeah. but going around the neighborhood, looking at Christmas lights with my wife and son and 
mm-hmm. and just enjoying that. You know, it's a small time of year in which Christmas lights are out. But right. after December 1st, I try to bust out and go see all the Christmas lights in the yeah. San Diego region. Yeah. Have you been to uh, Balboa Park this year? Uh, no, actually, the December nights we usually skip only because that is just way too many people for me to try to fight against on a Friday night. Uh, but my son and I, we're going to, I'm about to take him over to Balboa Park, have a little half day, and I'm going to take him over to the Friendship Garden and the oh, nice. Museum of Man and see some of the Christmas stuff that's going over there today. Awesome. Yeah, I, I love Christmas lights. We, uh, last week, yeah. my friends, we, this is probably the fourth year in a row. It's, it's funny because we, in, the, in our group of friends, there's only one that has kids. But this year, that person didn't come. So it was just three of us adults walking mm-hmm. around <laughs> looking at Christmas lights out in East County and Starlight Circle. And it was just amazing. I think it's a good way to like bring your friends together for a holiday tradition and uh, grab some hot cocoa and get some sweets that people are selling on the side and just enjoy. I think next year we might dress up as Santa, though. Maybe make our own Santa Con. <laughs> So, yeah. Let me know if that goes down. I might I might be down to join you. Yeah, that. That we'll, would be interesting. we'll make it a thing, and then we'll go live on LinkedIn and talk about the lights or something. There you go. That's all <laughs> great. Do you have a tradition? Opening up gifts. Oh yeah, yeah your yeah. gifts guy. Gifts, yeah. Um, I'm trying to get my uh, my new PlayStation. Oh, no, okay. I'm <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Well, awesome. even at, even at forty one, I'm still trying to get the PlayStation from the wife. So yeah, I would try and get the PS4 for like. Four years. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Well, when, when you're on that entrepreneur dollar, PlayStation fours don't come around nearly right. as frequently. Yeah. Oh yeah, last year I think it was last year. I I was at Best Buy and I, just, I had big eyes, so I got the PS4, got the virtual reality set with it, controllers, and like three or four games. Yeah. And then I was like doing the math when I was going up to the counter. It was like dollars. <laughs> I was like, uh, just for myself, I don't know if that's really worth it right now. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you should put that on your marketing spend. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because my all my friends are like, Oh, you're gonna buy gifts for Christmas. I'm like, yeah, we'll see. It's not in the budget right now, or maybe it is, you know, depending on well, we cook we cook a lot. So Angel and I, we've kind of moved away from uh buying gifts as much and, and we cook a lot because our family's a little bit older. You know, my my mom or my dad, he's he's uh, a little bit over sixty-five, my great grandma's in her late eighties. So uh, what we've swapped to is cooking for them and like frozen meals and stuff. Yeah. Only throughout the year, they've got food uh, and it's still a way to give a gift mm-hmm. without breaking the budget. So That's something to think about. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm a crafty person. So I think I'm going to make some um, frames, like frame some things and maybe design some stuff on Photoshop or something like that and give them as gifts. So. Okay, but I, yeah, I want, a, I want a business business AF t shirt. That's oh, yeah, I actually got a, a jacket on Amazon and it was um, the brand is um, Andy's Forest and the little logo says AF. And I was like, oh, I think I'm getting that, <laughs> <laughs> and it totally is awesome. I'll have to share a picture, but yeah. Um, yeah, let me see that. That'd be great. <laughs> we should definitely. We're totally get to that. at least stickers. Definitely. Well, thank you, Charles. We really appreciate your business knowledge, your you know all of your insight uh, to your business in Paxis. And if sure. people want to connect with you, they can 
connect with you on your website, obviously the same as it's shown on the screen or on Twitter, which is yep. where you like to hang out and LinkedIn, mm -hmm. right? Yep. So, um, yeah, thank you for joining us. We wish you a hol great holiday season, Christmas, New Year, Kwanzaa, mm -hmm. Happy Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> I just celebrate. Don't matter what it is. Let's yeah, celebrate. Right? It's a good time, right? With all the good time. All right. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. All right. Well, all everyone, right. thank you for joining us, and uh, we shall see you in twenty twenty. This is the Business AF podcast, where it's all business most of the time. You can listen on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can subscribe to us on YouTube at businessafpod.com. If you like what you hear and you want to let people know, don't forget to tag us using hashtag businessaf.